2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Investop. It is Friday, April 12, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me again today. And, of course, I always want you to give me calls. This is a call-in show, and you drive the show. You shape it. You decide what what you like, and we go with whatever that is. So, of course, we all have to keep in mind our goal, and, of course, and that is financial freedom. We all want that. We all want to have enough money to not have to worry about making money anymore. You want the money to work for you instead of you working for it. Getting there is not impossible. It might be difficult, but it's not. All you do is be persistent about it. The earlier you start, the better off you're going to be. Most people and most young people, and and I put myself in that same category here, most of us didn't really concentrate on putting money away. We were busy living. But, you know, when I was young, there was no uh, 401K. There that, that was not around. And IRAs were just very new, very new. But now, you know, it is just, there's a lot of ways to put money away for your retirement. It's all about making us f- financially solvent in our old age. I know you don't think about old age, but it's going to happen. And it happens pretty fast. Today, in this hour, I'm going to do my best to move you along into that path. We're going to talk about our premium newsletter. It goes out every Friday. Uh, the, the, you know, I always do it on Friday. I always go over some of the, the items there that I think are interesting for everybody. So that's that's going to drive the stu- the show. Our, our list online number is open. 888-99-CHART is the number. 888-992-4278. So what's coming up? Well, the main talking point is U.S. is slowing, but expansion will almost certainly break records. Our economy is slowing, but it's the growth that's slowing. We're not in a recession or anything or even close to it yet, but it is slowing its growth. And we are we are already at record size, and we keep, we keep growing. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Federal Reserve's attitude about it, what they're doing. Also, some interesting things I think I picked up today that I like um, is deferring taxes a good idea. Deferring taxes. It's tax time, right? I mean, April 15th, man, three days, you got to file your taxes. Lessons to learn. Living through market crashes is pretty hard to do, but there's lessons to learn. We're going to talk about some of the recent market crashes. What, what should we take away from? What, what should we learn from those? And it's not too late. You still can do last minute tax planning. There's a couple things you can do. You got three days or so, but you still can do them. You got Monday. Over the weekend's difficult, but you got to do it. 888 99 Charter is our number, everybody. Love to talk to you. Ask any financial questions you want, bring them to our attention, and we'll discuss it. Now, we're, we're halfway through April. The market was up today, pretty big, 269 points on the Dow, 37 points on the s and I mean the NASDAQ, and 19 points on the uh, S&P. And there was some pretty, pretty big news. Disney, Disney had big news. They're coming out with their direct competition to Netflix. They're launching their streaming service on November 12th this year. So it's quite a ways away it's going to cost $6.99. That's 10% below Netflix, $6.99. Now, Disney has a large library of filmed and video content already. They don't have to purchase it elsewhere like Netflix has to. So even even though that, that they don't have to purchase it, it's still going to cost a lot of money to roll this thing out. So that $6.99 monthly figure is probably going to lose them money while they start building this thing out. So it's going to be how fast they can roll it out to how many people. Now, Disney stock was up today, up with a pretty strong rally too. So that's going to be an interesting war, Disney versus Netflix. Netflix is so far ahead, though. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's going to take years and years for them and maybe never to get caught up with Netflix. Big oil just got bigger today. Dow, Chem, Dow Component Chevron, the one in the Dow 30, is buying Anadarko for a $33 billion cash deal, $33 billion in cash. And there was speculation that Anadarko was going to be bought by somebody. You know, Exxon, Chevron, somebody. So it's Chevron, what does it do for Chevron? It gives them an excellent upstream position with regard to natural gas. Natural gas. Now, I don't know if you remember this, about 10 years ago, I guess, maybe shorter, maybe longer, I don't know. But ExxonMobil bought a huge competitor who's all about natural gas. They, They picked that up a number of years ago. So was Exxon looking forward, future looking forward when they did that? I think they did a good job with that, I think. So one other thing. Uh, Have you heard about Amazon? uh, Have you heard about millions of you, millions of you have placed internet connected microphones in your homes? Maybe in the kitchen, maybe in the dining room, the bedroom. I don't know. And we now have confirmation that strangers are listening to you. People. And if you use a convenience like Amazon Alexa, the voice command service, you have willingly embedded real-time listening devices in your home. Did you know that? Amazon has 7,000 employees listening to your request over Alexa. Doesn't? Does any of this bother anybody out there? This is so 1984. And for you young people that maybe have not read the book, is Big Brother listening, watching, in your privacy of your own home. There is no privacy. There is none. If you have these listening devices in your house, they're listening to you. Everything you say and do. Might want to keep that in mind. Now, as you can tell, there's lots of interesting things. There always is. Always is, every day. But we need to go ahead and grab a question on our in-time listener line number. 888-99-CHART.
3: Hey,
0: Steve and Justin. Long time listener here. Love the show. Thank you for all the education you provided us. I have a question. I'm looking at purchasing a stock, uh, ticker symbol WWE. <laughs> yes, over the last year, it's had phenomenal growth. And the numbers look good for it to continue from what I see. And it streams lots of um, media and stuff that we watch on TV all the time with the wrestling. Uh, What's your opinion of the stock? It has an earnings too and everything, so it looks pretty good. Um, Love to hear what you guys think of the stock. Look forward to hearing it on the show. Thanks.
2: Okay, this is Media Entertainment. Uh, engage in production, marketing of TV and pay-per-view programming and live events. WWE, World World Wrestling Entertainment. It's not just wrestling, but it's one of that. One, it, that is one of their main... Entertainment function. Uh, It's a ninety-six dollar stock. Ninety-six dollars and ten cents has been rising very steadily. It's right at near its old high, which was uh, right around ninety-seven. So it's right there, which it made back in last uh, into September. Looking at the earnings, the earnings look pretty positive. They're going to be a dollar twenty-one this year. That's being a that's eight percent more than last year, and it's going to be three dollars and fourteen cents next year. That's a 160% increase from this year to next. And they're repurchasing about $500 million of common stock. It's a $7.5 billion company. I want to know why it's going from $1.21 to $3.14. That's a huge jump. Earnings like that tells me that maybe they bought something, and that's what's driving that big jump. Sales also is going to jump. They In the December quarter, they were up 29%. Now, it's kind of erratic. There were 29% sales growth in December quarter. The quarter before that was only 1% growth. Quarter before that, June quarter, was 31% growth. Quarter before that was zero growth. So the sales growth is pretty erratic. And uh, that m- I c- might be seasonal. I, you have to check that out. There's nothing wrong with the company except that it's expensive. Now, when, if it's going to make $3.14, the stock is only about a 30, 31 P.E., and that's as low as it's ever been, by the way. So if it can make that $3.14, the stock is at its low, but even there, that is not a low. In other words, this market trades around 15. I mean, compare WWE to Disney, okay, which we talked about at the opening. Their P.E. ratio is... Seventeen going to be sixteen. Whereas WWE aren't they in it, both in the entertainment business? They're eighty-six based on last year's earnings, and it's going to be thirty based on next year's. Earnings. It just seems expensive. All the other numbers look good, though. I'll tell you that return on equity is 35 percent. That's huge. They don't pay much in uh, they don't pay much in a yield, and they don't have much debt. So there is a there are reasons to like it. There are reasons to like it. I just think it's expensive, and I'd be very cautious at this point. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I've got a save-the-date reminder for you. I'll be returning to San Jose, California on May 1st. Actually, I'm going to be up there next week for a wedding, but then I'm going to go back May 1st to meet with clients. So if you live anywhere near the Northern California area that you want to meet, I encourage you to make plans. Sit down with me. It doesn't cost anything. We do a portfolio review, take a look at your your finances, where you're going. Can you get to the retirement freedom, that you know that financial freedom that we are always talking about? Space is limited, May 1st, everybody. That's a Wednesday, May 1st. So go to invest.com, send me an email, or you can send ask questions. You can just get in touch with me. We'll set it up. 888-99-CHART. We're live, taking your questions now.
0: This is Invest Talk, and we made it. We are finished with the second week of April. Earnings and the market look pretty good. How about your portfolio? You want and need unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you do, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. So Steve is here now, taking your calls live. Step up with your questions,
2: 888-99-CHART. Eight 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 ninety nine 99 C-H-A-R-T, chart 888 chart That's our number. You can call it right now. Let's go to Joe in San Francisco. How are you doing, Joe?
3: Hey, doing very well. Thanks for asking, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I had a question about the utility company PG&E. Uh, as you know, recently okay. they went bankrupt. And then um, they went down to like six or seven. And now we're back up to 23 Um Today, the governor of California announced that they're going to be sounds like helping them out to get them out of their position, and uh, I wanted to get your mm-hmm. thoughts on that one.
2: Well, the you know you know everybody you know, with the fires a couple of years ago. You know PG and G, we we knew that they're going to have problems. We didn't know if they would drive them into bankruptcy. It did. Um, yeah. And now that they're in bankruptcy, uh, the government—no one wants to see the company go away because they provide, you know, utilities. We need them. We need them. Sure. So uh, the problem I see here uh, is, tr- uh, Joe is trying to figure out California's going to help them, but how much is it going to cost PG&E for that help? In other words, are they going to end up? Remember how uh, the U.S. government took over almost all of AIG? Remember, own yeah. almost 80, 90% of it. Is California going to demand yeah. that kind of ownership of PG&E and, and and destroy you know the shareholders out there? We don't know. You know we, we don't know mm. how much they will take. Therefore, we don't know you as a shareholder what benefit or detriment it is to you. So I, I would probably stay no, away I from see. it because we, there's no way of knowing. We won't know until after I the fact. See okay so we just don't know what yeah california wants to help them out but what are they going to demand in return i don't know appreciate it you're listening to Invest talk everybody 888-99-CHARTERS our number
0: this is invest talk and you're ready for unbiased investing guidance right Of course you are, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. So step up with your questions,
2: 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And of course, the KPP Premium Newsletter went out this morning like it goes out every Friday. And there's you know there's four main sections. The first section we call the market condition sections, and I go over, as I do every week, the the highlights of the economic numbers that are coming out and what the, what they're pointing to, if they're pointing to anything. And this week we still had a couple of really old numbers, February numbers, factory orders. They came in as expected, down five tenths of percent. But remember that's February, very old. Also, uh, uh, job openings fell from 7.6 million to 7.1 million still more 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 than there are unemployed so there's more jobs and if everybody wanted a job they could find one maybe not the job they need or the job that fits them fits their skill set but we do have more jobs than there are people looking for them for march which is much better numbers uh, the business uh, the small business index remained unchanged at 101.8 which is good. That's a very good number. Consumer price index was up 4 tenths of percent, which is a little bit higher than expected. That's kind of a little. But then if you take you look at the core numbers, there's only one-tenth of 1% rise. And if you look at the hourly earnings, that was down three-tenths of 1%. So inflation is still not a problem. It's just not. In the portfolio management section, I talked about annuities. I try not to be too negative on annuities because I'm negative on them naturally. I don't like them. But I try to give the pros and cons of annuities on that section. I just don't like annuities. Mostly because they're expensive, complex, and they trap your money. Don't like that part. Okay. Of course, in the newsletter, I go in more details. I'm trying not to. I'm just telling you. Stock ideas. There's a section with stock ideas. I, a large beer and wine and spirits distributor was in there. It's one of the largest multi-category alcohol beverage companies. Consumer Watch is another section. I talk about electric cars. I even mentioned the electric car I want to buy. It's a Batista. A Batista. You ever heard of that? Probably not. From Italy. There's only going to be 50 of them available in the United States. It's an all-electric car for $2.5 million. (laughs) <laughs> a little out of my price range. That, that's in the consumer watch. When I talked about electric cars and how they're, you, you know, you've heard me mention creative destruction, and I'm talking about how electric cars are, you're seeing a very strong pulse of creative destruction going on in the auto industry. And it's all about electric cars. That's a newsletter. comes out every Friday. You can purchase it. You can buy one month. You can buy, you know, a year, whatever you want to do. You can cancel anytime you want. So let's grab a question that came in earlier on our Anytime Listener Line number, 888-99-CHART.
3: Hi, Steve. I just want to say I'm a big fan of the show. I had a question. I'm a new student grad, and I'm about 10 months into working, and I just had a question about whether I should continue to pay off additionally more of my student loans rather than just my monthly payments or contribute to a Roth IRA. I recently got about $5,000 in a tax refund, So I'm just looking to see whether I should split it evenly. Uh, I already contribute to my student loans monthly and make my payments. So this would be kind of adding on to that to reduce my uh, overall amount paid over about a five year span. I have about $36,000 in student debt at about a 4.8% interest rate. And I'm just curious whether I should, like I said, spend more money into those student loans or contribute to a Roth IRA and try and put some of the $5,000 towards that. I'd really appreciate any uh, strategy advice, and once again, big fan of the show. Thank you.
2: Okay, four point eight percent. That's what I was hoping you would tell me what your rate is on the loan, how much you have to pay. Four point eight is kind of high, um, and this is how I'm judging everybody. It's, it all comes down to the best use of the money. What's the best use of this money? Well, I can pay four point. I can pay off my student loan and stop paying that four point eight percent you know, cost. or I can take that same money and try to make more than 4.8%. And if I could, that would be a better use of the money, right? But to make over 4.8, you're going to have to take risks. Paying off that loan, there's no risk. So I can pay it off and get rid of the 4.8. So isn't that kind of like I'm making 4.8% because I don't have to pay it anymore if I pay the loan off? So the question in my mind is, well, if I take, take the money and put it in a Roth, which I like the idea, I like it a lot for a young person, what am I going to make money on that? How much money am I going to make? Well, the average return for the market is 10%. But we have been in a very long bull market. So over the next few years, it may not be that high. And that's a lot of risk. We don't know there's going to be a recession sometime in the next few years. I don't know when, but there is. That's going to make that money go down. So I'm torn. I like the idea of putting that money in a retirement account. So I'm going to go with what you suggested, and that is to split it in two. Pay some of it to pay off the mortgage, the uh, the student loan. Put the rest toward your Roth IRA. That's what I would do. If the if the student loan was two percent, then I I I wouldn't pay that off, but it's 4.8. Monday on Talk, Stocks are breaking through an inflection point that could take the market to new highs. We're getting very close. Analysts are especially watching financials to see if the group can gain any traction during the earnings season. And that uh, and two stocks, bank stocks, went up nicely today. Well, be, that'll be on Monday, everybody. I'm Steve Beasley. 888-99-CHARGE our number.
3: You know what my husband and I really want? I mean, after years of working and saving and investing, we want financial freedom financial freedom to do and live as we want, without worry. But our old 401k plan, it's out of date. It can't truly be working for us.
1: You're listening to someone who would benefit from a personalized portfolio review. The kind of unbiased advice and sensible investment strategies offered in a no-cost preliminary consultation by KPP Financial.
3: Sure, we feel confident about some of our investment decisions over the years, but retirement will get here someday, and we should cover our bases now. Get a
1: valuable second opinion on your current financial picture. And KPP Financial doesn't impose unnecessary products or services so you can make informed decisions with your money. At KPP Financial, we offer independent thinking and shared success. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial.
3: KPP Financial. Okay.
1: Learn more anytime at kppfinancial.com.
0: You're listening to Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be? You can find investment strategies and unbiased guidance anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
2: Eight 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 ninety nine chart. We're going to go talk to Michael in Tampa. How you doing, Michael.
4: I'm doing good, Steve. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was just wondering, Steve. I own CVS, and I'm looking at UNH, uh, United Healthcare, It's falling pretty uh-huh. quick. Uh, its technicals are really bad at the moment. I was just wondering, you know, taking a look at as far as value. Its price to sales ratio is pretty low, and uh, what do you think if it's a good value, uh, considering that I already own CVS as well, and and what would be a good price to buy?
2: Well, uh, UNH is United Health Group, everybody it is a two hundred fourteen billion dollar company, so it's a mega cap company. It offers healthcare coverage, benefit services, as well as information technology, uh, and I think it's it at this point, it's gonna it's gonna make. It's going to make $14.65 next year. I mean, actually this year. That's up 14%. Next year, it's going to make $16.62. That's the estimate. Sales growth has been 12% for four quarters in a row. Very, very steady. Uh, The PE is right now is 18. Based on next year's earnings, it's going to be around 16. I think that's a pretty fair price, if you want to know the truth. I think it's approaching a good price But it's still falling. It's fallen sharply in the last couple of days. So you're going to have to wait. But I think it's going to set itself up to be a good buying opportunity. Now, this is, you know, everybody likes to buy stocks that go up because they've done so well and they look in the past, oh, it's gone up 30, 40%. Well, you know, that's buying things at the tops. And often, yeah, that can work. But more often than not, it will pull back for you. And this is a nice, hard pullback. And now you want to know why it went down? What five percent today? Why? What happened? Uh, biggest two-day sell-off in ten years in the wake of Bernie Sanders' health plan. <laughs> so it's much to do about nothing. Bernie Sanders' health plan is not going to take traction, and that is, he, he his health plan is Medicare for all. Let's say they even try to do Medicare for all. They don't. They're going to need somebody like United Health to help minister it. But that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So, this, I think, is an opportunity. I'd probably wait, Michael, until it turns sideways for a few days, you know, but then I think you'd be a buyer of it. Medicare for All is not going to happen anytime in the next 10 years, in my personal opinion. I don't think it may never happen. I don't know, but I just don't see it happening. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Michael. UNH, everybody, at a pretty good price. Appreciate it. My main talking point: the U.S. is slowing, but expansion will almost certainly break records. You, I mentioned it before. We're about a twenty-trillion-dollar economy. China's fourteen trillion, and then the next closest one is like a five trillion. Germany, Japan, some of the others, um, you know, in that area. Um, so we're, we're the big. We're we're going to grow. We're growing very nicely. The growth, though, has slowed down. It's going to be slower in this year, according to the experts, slower this year than it was last year. Last year, if you remember, was it was 2.8, 2.9% GDP growth. Almost 3 We didn't quite make it. First time ever from a recession that we've never gotten above 3%. First time ever. So uh, it's probably going to be slower this year. 2% somewhere in there. That's kind of where most of the estimates are coming in. And the question is, is that good enough? Well, the Federal Reserve is kind of at a neutral point. In other words, they're not going to raise rates, they're not going to lower rates, they're probably going to do nothing. That's the and this this was even the the uh, uh, the second in charge, Richard Clarida, the Vice Chairman of the U.S. Federal Reserve. Even he says that's probably where we're going to stay. This kind of, you know. Not not being not being uh, not not being uh, pushing money into the economy to try to get it to grow faster or taking it out to slow it down. Ne- doing neither. That means it's going to do nothing. They're probably not going to do anything with interest rates. And you know this has been a ten you know a ten year run from that recession. If it lasts to the summer, this would be the longest expansion in history. On record, so that's one of the reasons why I think we're closer to a recession than we are to anything else. Because this expansion is getting very long in the tooth. Very long tooth. And now it can get longer. Yeah, you know, it can set new records. I'm not. I'm not dis, discounting that. You know, uh, but man, it's getting. It's getting more. The risk factor keeps going. There's the the risk factor increases as the expansion continues this long run now maybe one of the reasons why it's a long run cuz it never really got overheated ever i know one of the other reasons is the federal reserve was interest rates were so low for so long so you know that's very supportive of an economic expansion but there are global problems out there not here outside of here there's a lot more problems so that could hurt us. That probably will slow us down. Okay. Yeah, have Best Talk listeners all across the country, everybody. Here comes a question from a caller in New York. He left this question earlier. 888-99 chart.
4: Hi Steve. Hi Justin. This is Bruce from New York. Thank you for a great show and wishing you another twenty years of success. I own Costco Corporation, symbol C O S T. I bought it in June. 2017 for 151 when Amazon announced its intent on going into retail food. So I have a 59% gain. I have it in a retirement account and I'm a few years away from retirement. The stock is firing on all cylinders and I find myself wanting to marry this stock. I think it might be wise to take some profits. How much would you recommend selling and at what price? Thanks very much. Bye-bye.
2: Very good question. It's right now at uh, the 20-day moving average, which is right around 241, and the stock is 241.95. I would say if it drops below that 20-day moving average, and let's give it maybe to 240, give it another three or four bucks down. If it does that, I would probably take the profits then. The last couple of days, it fell, it's, it's gone down. Today, it was up a little bit. Um Two days before, you know, it, it just is down a little bit. It got up to like 247, and now it's about 246, and now it's 241. So um, you're very close to taking some profits. If you break that 20-day moving average, i probably take some off the table because you've had such a great gain. Um, and I would not sell more than half. I would not cut my position off more than half. Costco is a really strong company. Not 762 wholesale stores. You know, warehouses all over the place. They it's very steady. It's they're growing seven ten percent sales. Have been doing that for years. Sometimes it goes a little bit more than that. Earnings are going to be up seventeen percent this year. Another up seven percent next year. They don't pay much a dividend. Very high return. Equity twenty five. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons to want to hold this stock. Please don't marry it though, Bruce. You just never know. Yeah, you know, just never know. I, I would not get rid of it, but since you're in a non-taxable account, you can cut it back, and not have to worry about paying any capital gains. That's nice. So you know it's getting very close because you know uh, uh, to a, a sell point. You know I'm, I'm using the 20-day moving average. I'm using actually a little bit more than below the 20-day moving. I want to make sure it drops below and stays there. Uh, and for a couple of days, then I'd probably take the profits. This is a vest talk. I'm Steve Pisa. I hope you're making the right choices with the money that you have in your 401k. I hope so. You know, we did, you know, it's hard. It's hard for you to know what you're supposed to do. It's very difficult. First of all, you don't get a lot of choices in your 401k. Second of all, this is not what you do for a living. This is, you know, what you do for a living is whatever your job is not managing money. So we have a solution, it's a math-based model, math-based models, to try to match your risk tolerance, your personal risk tolerance, with the funds available to you and your 401k. We call it the active 401k program. It's on investtalk.com, just take a look at it. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible
0: by KPP Financial. If, to any degree, you are unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for individualized guidance. You can start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. And be sure to save the date! On Wednesday, May 1st, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose, California to sit down with listeners who understand the value of a no-cost portfolio review. So tell your friends and register to meet with Steve on May 1st. The Invest Talk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. Okay. Is deferring your taxes a good idea? Deferring taxes. I always thought in my mind that it is. Um, it lowers this year's, you know, this year meaning 2018. It lowers the current year tax burden. So you want to defer as much as you can. How do you do that? Your 401k, your IRA put money in those kind of things. You know, that's what you want to do. It would be great if you could put money away in those type of things and reduce yourself into a lower tax bracket. But then again, you need to know what that is. And you talk to your tax guy about that. So in my opinion, deferring taxes is always a good idea. You know, it depends, though, on your personal situation. But deferred taxes means that if you're not paid this year, you might have to pay it next year but we don't know what you're going to earn next year. Things are going to happen, maybe you earn more, maybe you earn less. But I you know I'm 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 always been one to try to put the tax burden off as long as I can. And it's not too late to put some money aside, 401k, IRA, but also an HSA. That's the that health savings account. I think you put like 3700 in that this year. I, you know, I, I'm not a good at the accounting part of these things. But you can also use an SAA, HSA to defer taxes. I'm all for that. 888 99 chart is our number, 888 992 4278. You know, I always get asked on the radio and, and, and email what databases I'm using, you know? And I use several different ones. We For charts, we use uh, uh, a particular software, uh, eSignal chart. For uh, we use, I also use Marcus Smith. And But my main point, our main database is Y charts. Charts. They cost money, but man, it's really robust. So, if you're interested, in it, if you if you want good data, you're gonna to have to pay for it. I, you know, I can tell I can tell you different free websites that you can get. And you've heard me say it on the radio. Which ones I like? Um, I, I Morningstar is very good for what they give you, um, and so is. Um, um, I there's a free charting program out there called StockCharts.com. Finviz is a very has a very good search engine. These are free, all free on the internet, so you can get it. It's very difficult to get the fundamental data though without paying for it. It's out there, but it's in so many pieces, so difficult to search through it and. When, you know, if you buy the data, Y-charts, you can just start typing in symbols or sectors, and it gives you all kinds of information based on the filters you put in. Okay, uh, we have a, do we have a voicemail? Let's go ahead and go to a call that came in earlier.
4: Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Brendan. I'm calling from around the Cleveland, Ohio area. got a question for you. I'm planning on buying a house Probably about seven months, and in that time, I do have a few grand to put down as a down payment. I didn't know if it would be smart to invest that money in the short amount of time. Uh, that would be—I don't know—I'd probably invest it for about six months. I don't know if it, if it would be smart to to invest that money in maybe gold, a gold miner index fund. And I was thinking about even JNUG, if if you've heard of that, J as in Jasper, N as in Niagara, uh, U as in um, something that starts with U, and G as in Gamma. I was looking at that, and also, like I said, the gold miner Index. Didn't know if that was a good thing or not, since we're kind of looking like a bear market. I don't know. I um, just want to get your thoughts on that, and I'm looking forward to hearing the answer on the show. Thanks. Bye.
2: Okay, I don't mess around with house money. So I would not invest it in the stock market. I would not. It's too risky. Okay, remember, this is your house money. This is money that you've set aside for a home or rental property. I do not, I think it's unwise to invest that kind of money in the stock market, which is much more volatile. And, you know, your your JNUG is a direction fund. It's 300% leverage. Uh, the uh, 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 in in, in corresponding market vectors, uh, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't do it because it's way too risky. And this is leverage funds are very very risky. So no, uh, I wouldn't do it. Even I wouldn't even do it in a conservative investment in in the stock market. Not with my house money. It's too risky. I've seen too many people try to do this and they. I, I, there, I have a really sad story about this thing of a number of years ago. And, you know, a man took money out of his house, took the money out and lost half of it. And when they had the house paid off and they were retired because he thought he'd make lots of money. And you just don't do that kind of thing. House money is house. It's conservative money. Leave it as such. This is a best talk. I'm Steve Peacin. We have one goal here. One to help you achieve financial freedom. We do that many ways, but parallel investing is one of them where I invest my own money right alongside my clients. Anyways, get your questions in now at 888-99Chart.
0: Invest talk stocks are breaking through an inflection point that could take the market to new highs. We'll talk about it Monday, but now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
2: Okay, let's go talk to Edgar in San Diego. How you doing, Edgar?
3: Great, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, now everybody's talking about the slowdown and possibly recession or so, and. Uh, You've been talking about, you know, and I've heard it around, that utilities are doing good during this time. I'm looking at a couple of mm-hmm. ETFs, and I want your opinion on either one. That would be great.
2: Okay. First one is XLU XL, is one. Of, go ahead.
3: XLU, and the other one is VPU. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, I pulled up XLU simply because it was the first one. Exchange-traded funds seeking performance corresponding to the S&P Utilities uh, Select Sector Index. So it's it's tracking in Utility Index. And as you can see, it's moved up very nicely since June. Um, and it's still, and it, you know, even when it fell, it didn't fall as much as the market. And then after that, it's marched straight up, and has made made a fifty-two week high right at the end of March. And has been moving sideways now, but still in the upward trend. Um, so the utilities have made a pretty good move already. I still think they're a pretty good bet. It pays 3.1% dividend, this one does. And the reason why I say that is because utilities are are not cyclical. So if the stock market goes down, they're like drug companies. You still have to sell the electricity. People still use it. They have to use it. So that, it's not like their profits disappear or, or you have any, any danger of that. And so that's one of the reasons why their prices don't fall very much in a normal recession. Now, I will say the last recession we had was not normal. It was very deep, and you weren't safe anywhere. But in a normal recession, utilities would do very well. So, will gold, certain sectors would do well. Drug companies will do well. So, this is, I. I mean, you might be a little late to the party, but I still think it pays a really nice dividend, and it's a pretty good defensive position if we do go into a recession, Edgar. So, I like XLU. Appreciate it. Let's go to Sotel in Fremont. How are you doing, Sotel?
3: Hi, Steve. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you for the call.
3: Yeah, uh, I had a quick question about uh, Roth IRA. Uh, recently, yes. I read an article uh, which uh, which uh, which was talking about tax or Roth IRA, you know, uh, where you uh, uh-huh. contribute uh, after-tax money to a traditional IRA. And then you can uh, download that into a, a Roth IRA, you know. Uh, do you
2: happen to know Ed, right. about that? Yes, you know. Remember, a Roth IRA, people, you have to pay money on the income. The ta- you have to pay taxes on the income, and it's after tax. You put it in there; you already pay taxes on it. A regular IRA, you get whatever you put in there. You get to deduct that from your income, so you don't have to pay taxes on the money you put in a regular ira so that helps reduce your tax burden for that year but the difference is now the regular ira grows 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 over the years and when you start taking it out you have to add that money to your adjusted gross income the year you take it out so whatever the idea is maybe you'll be in a lower tax bracket in retirement and you won't have to pay too much taxes on in a roth as it grows over the years year year and year you take that out there's no taxes owed on any of the growth. So, which one's better? Well, mathematically, it's pretty hard to determine which one's better because they're both equally, you know, equally good. So, it's really a, what tax bracket are you in? Do you need tax write off this year? If you need the tax write off for 2018, Put it in the Roth so you can deduct that money, you know, 5000 or 6500 depending on what age you are. If you don't, the younger you are, the better I like the Roth because it grows, grows, grows tax-free. The older you are, the regular IRA probably sounds better because you're probably making a lot more money than a young person. So it's really hard to deta- It's tell, it's hard to know which one's best, and there's no real one answer for that. There really isn't. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, lessons to learn. Oh, man, do I have, I don't have time. Oh, man. Okay, I, I'm going to hold this over. Lessons to learn from the previous market crashes. And I'm going to do Black Monday, 1987, the tech bubble burst, in the 1990s, 2000, and then the, the financial crisis. So I will promise to get to that next week. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Out program, and I really thank you for your support, your calls, and questions. I thank you. Here's the next. Uh, I want you to have a great weekend, everybody. Good night.
1: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically.